Yeah, so, well, first things off, there are over 600,000 people just in the United States that go missing every year. Mm-hmm. That's a 600, lot. 600,000. Yes. So with that, I mean, just think about that. Like that is your neighbors, that's your family members, that's your loved ones. And the thing is, is they might be in that danger zone of being kidnapped or mm-hmm. murdered without you even knowing it. Right. Like, so, well, where I got to today, I'm, it took me a long time to be open and to talk about this, but mm-hmm. um, I was... 16 years old and I got pregnant by a 20 year old who was my boyfriend at the time. Um, and my mom is very religious and she basically said, look, I'm either going to call the cops on him for, you know, child molestation, which she should have. And, but, um, or you can choose to be an adult and get married. And I felt as though I didn't have an option. Mm-hmm. because to me at that time it was like oh this is my boyfriend right. i love him and can't have him go to jail mm-hmm. right i can't do that to him so i got married mm-hmm. and well this marriage was uh let's just say it wasn't a happy one mm-hmm. um he would i there was downstairs in our bedroom there was actually uh hole in the wall with a little chain and he would chain me up mm-hmm. almost almost every day mm-hmm. um i wasn't allowed to go do normal right. things he to told he was con- controlling is an understatement yes mm-hmm. he would constantly tell me that i was his property and that mm-hmm. i couldn't leave mm-hmm. because technically he was my guardian right. he wasn't just right because you were 16 mm-hmm. yeah I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go get my own home. I couldn't go get my own place to rent. I couldn't go get my own mm-hmm. utilities. I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and at being pregnant at a young age, he he threw me down the stairs so hard that, I mean, I had bruises up and down. He refused to take me to the hospital, even mm-hmm. though I was pretty sure I broke a rib. Um, and at that time, I ended up losing the baby Mm. and um and because of that and because I was bleeding miscarrying and everything Mm -hmm. then he was like okay we can go and I just told them that I tripped and fell down the stairs and they let me go Mm -hmm. um but not only did he do that he sold me to his brother um for sex and violence and he also would sell me to random strangers we would there were some times i remember i don't even i was in the car i don't even know how i got there in the Mm -hmm. car i was in the back seat and then i'd wake up and then i'm at someone's house being carried to someone's home Mm -hmm. um there was actually a few places here in Salt Lake that he would take me downtown and they were in what looked like abandoned buildings, but they weren't. They up at the top of those, they had a whole bunch of illegal gambling and other girls, including myself, were up there. Um, and sometimes I remember I would I think I was in different states when like when he would take me. Mm-hmm. Uh eventually he got caught because he was doing this to another a 14 year old girl Mm. and she told her parents Mm. and so the parents went full force like we've got to figure out who this guy is Mm -hmm. well they found out there were pictures of her as well as me and other young women Mm -hmm. on the internet and they got the fbi involved and he had been selling these images Mm -hmm. Um, so the FBI broke into my house and I was, I I mean, I had anxiety and I'm, I'm I'm freaking out. I don't know who these people are. They're in my house. Mm -hmm. Um, I locked myself in the bathroom. They're like, you need to come out. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm Mm -hmm. not going anywhere with you guys. Mm -hmm. And, um, this was (laughs) July from when I turned 18. So I was in that for a whole two years, Mm -hmm. um, from July and 
So I just barely turned 18 and they literally arrested me and treated me like I was not the victim that I Mm -hmm. had done this. Uh, Granted, they probably didn't know at the time, but then- I mean, after I got, I got my fingerprints as I was in the holding cell and they talked to me mm-hmm. for a minute because I didn't want to talk to him. I was mm-hmm. like, no, I don't know who you are. I don't mm-hmm. know. Right. You I mean, you're just so terrified. Much you trusted no one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I was absolutely just terrified mm-hmm. to be with anyone. And mm-hmm. the fact that the police, like, literally, they had like three or four people grabbing me, like, hands behind my back and then my feet because i didn't want to go right like and this made obviously the situation worse right yeah they thought i was um maybe because i was living in that house mm-hmm. like because he wasn't home at that time right but they thought maybe i was part right. of you were either that. in charge or part of it right mm-hmm. yeah and then they found out that i just barely turned 18 and looked at the pictures and like oh she's one of them yes um so but my mom constantly asked me, she's like, why didn't you just come home? I felt like I couldn't come home. Right. She did not give you that option. Or or yeah. you at least felt that, that she didn't give you that option. Right. Well, that and her previous husband, she was married to someone else by this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but her previous husband had sexually assaulted me and nothing came of it when right. I. Right. So you weren't safe there either. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I didn't personally feel that like mm-hmm. I and me and my mom, we've talked it all out where I mean, I don't have any resentment towards her now, but I did for a long time. Oh, understandably. Mm-hmm. So much resentment. So that's where this comes from, because I'm like, I could have easily been one of the missing mm-hmm. or murdered. like mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the thing is, is that I to make appearances we still went to family parties. Right. We still went to, um, you know, I didn't really, I separated myself from my family. I didn't really talk to anyone that mm-hmm. much, but they'd be like, hey, we're getting together for Easter. So I'd come <coughs> over with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I didn't really feel safe with my mm-hmm. family anyway. So right. I don't know if they really noticed that I acted no, they probably Any thought teenage girl. Eh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you know, um, no one, no one knew for a while until, you know, he started getting charges and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my sister came forward and she's like, that girl was my friend. It was actually her friend that, mm-hmm. that, you know, stood up and mm-hmm. told her parents. And mm-hmm. I am very thankful for her mm-hmm. that she was able to right. step up and do that. Cause mm-hmm. I felt like I couldn't, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, technically I had, I had my own freedom a little bit. Like I still well, went out a little but when bit. When you're but... that brutalized in so many different ways, like we said, you trust no one. Mm-hmm. You assume they're not going to believe you. Yep. And you know, they should have, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm guessing that, that you were thinking they should have protected you in the first place and they didn't. So, you know, and, and I, you know, I'm also guessing that, you know, there was obviously a lot of emotional abuse with him saying, mm-hmm. you know, you're not worthy. There's a reason you are here. Nobody cares about you. And yep. so you thought, you know, there's, there's no point. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that is, yeah, is pretty much, yeah, how, how I felt a lot of Mm -hmm. times. So with that, I know that I could have been easily been one of these missing people. Mm -hmm. And that is why too, that, you know, I focus a lot on these smaller cases and a lot Mm -hmm. of people like, oh, cover the bigger ones. And I do once in a while, but most of the time I don't. The bigger ones get a lot of media coverage. They already do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, like John Bonet. Mm-hmm. right almost everyone even if you're not into true crime oh like, well i was living I in colorado when that happened and okay there was you could not turn on the tv now this was you know long enough ago that we didn't have nearly as much and we certainly had no social media or anything like that but yeah i mean it was it was what dominated mm-hmm. the, the headlines and and part of that was and, and I'm sure this is, you know, and we hear about this all the time too. She was this cute little blonde girl. Yep. 
and certainly did not fit the the description of you know a lot of other um especially young girls who are victimized but yeah she was Mm -hmm. that cute little blonde beauty pageant girl and everybody went oh gosh you know we have to know more about what's going on with her you know any other factors had been there people like you said it would have gotten no coverage if it had been an older girl um different ethnicity that part of the story was 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 uh because they were so wealthy Mm -hmm. you know and and of course that is the problem is when your average young people disappear people it's not a media story right she's not the cute young blonde well, honestly, if I went missing, they're like, oh, it's just a troubled teen. Right. Like, let's face it. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what they're going to think. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or um, even like later on, they'd be like, oh, well, she's just a, they would think I was a prostitute, even though I wasn't seeing right. any of that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, so it's like, so what? Like mm-hmm. a lot of these missing cases are something like that. And people are just like, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, like it's not something to cover, you know, and there's, you know, there's always the obviously misperception where, you know, situations like this or like abused wives, you know, it's always, well, you could have done something and you could have gotten out. No, you know, there's, there's so many circumstances, like you said, where were you going to go? I mean, aside from the streets, which yeah, that was an option, not a real good option. Um, but, but yeah, it's, you know, the, the, the choice to leave is quite often not really there. Right. We, from our perfect little worlds, look at Mm -hmm. it and go, well, I don't understand. Why didn't you just leave? Why didn't you tell somebody? Well, you know, it's, it's a much more complicated story than that. Exactly. Well, I remember even I did tell one of my aunts that mm-hmm. like I was I was just a little bit more um it's my mom's mm-hmm. my mom's sister and I asked her I was like can I come stay with you because mm-hmm. things aren't just they're just not doing right. well here when I was in that situation mm-hmm. and she told me she's like well you know what there's always a women's shelter that's always an option oh well that was nice and the thing is is I understand like not like not enabling someone mm-hmm. yes Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've got. Yeah, you can't I, come and stay just because you weren't happy with what you had for dinner. Right. Or I understand too, like my sister right now, she um, is addicted to drugs. And mm-hmm. so I've, I've made it clear to her. I'm like, I'm here for you. I'll come get you. Mm-hmm. Like if you need me to like get you out of your home or right. anything like that. But um. But I also told her, I mean, she called me from jail one time and was like, hey, will you bail me out? I was like, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. you're not. I know you're not going to pay it. Right. Um, I'm like, I love you, but mm-hmm. you know what? I know you're safe in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> At least I know you're and not, not using there. for the yeah. most part. I mean, you know, I know there are ways, but. Right, right. So. So there's that. Like, I'm just I don't know. So that's kind of why I started it, because I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? There are so many people that are not talked about. Mm hmm. And so many stories that just don't have any light to them. Mm-hmm. And the sad thing is, is if the family decides not to talk and to sweep it under the rug, mm-hmm. it will go away. Right. I, I mean, the missing information will be there publicly, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it just is swept under the rug. Right. Um, I just the, talked the, to this woman yeah, and I mean, she was sadder, like... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. The the sad realization is part of it is because there's so many. Yeah. You know, if it's one or two, then it gets a lot of coverage. If it's 20, yeah. 30, 40, it's like, we can't cover them all. Right. Yeah. That is true too. Like I just, I talked to this mom um, and her son was flat out, like murdered, like they first of all said that oh it's just a car accident but the car was just like slammed into the wall mm-hmm. and it had bullet <coughs> holes all over it i'm like okay that is there. not mm-hmm. yeah that's not just a car crash like mm-hmm. okay um and i was talking to her and i'm like and she's like no he was definitely 
not in a gang, Mm -hmm. didn't have like hardly any friends that he hung out with anyways, because I know that there is gang activity out here. So, um, but I was like, okay, so who do you think did this and why? And she was hesitant to talk to me at first. Well, she's Um, probably scared. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and I asked her, I'm like, have you talked to any of me? She's like, no, I just trust the police and that they'll do what needs to be done. And then I kind of mentioned her, I'm like, well, there was Cammie Shepard that was in a manhole and they said that she went down there because she was cold, but she's like 96 pounds. There's Mm -hmm. no way she could have lifted that. And her Mm -hmm. house was 400 feet away. Mm -hmm. So. (laughs) Right. um, But. Then one of the cover, like one of the news coverage came out and posted a whole story on it saying that it was gang related and all this. And I asked her about it and she's like, they didn't even contact me. They didn't even let Mm -hmm. me know that they were going to run that. I'm like, that's so, that's so shady too. I like to Mm -hmm. reach out to the parents uh, Mm -hmm. or the victim's family and Mm -hmm. ask them to first, what's your side of it? Because I know it can get twisted. Mm -hmm. So, and the thing is though, is. I mean, before she just said, no, I'm just going to let the police handle it. And then Mm -hmm. she finally came forward and said, okay, I'll come talk to you. Mm -hmm. Um, What she thinks happened is her son got a job and he had saved up all of his money, Mm -hmm. all of his money from Mm -hmm. the summer. And then he flashed it on social media. Uh, So they think it was a targeted hit. Mm Mm-hmm. So she finally came out and talked to me about it. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're just reading what the media says, oh, the media says it's mocking. Right. Uh, well, oh, and he was in a gang. He deserved it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I feel like there's so much more to when you mm-hmm. actually get to talking right. to real people mm-hmm. and figure out who they were as a person. Mm-hmm. And like, they went missing. Who do you think did it? Or do you think mm-hmm. that they just walked away because there are cases that right. people just I mean there's obviously away. runaways mm-hmm. yeah well I was talking to this one guy he went missing uh, for seven years and then he came back mm. uh, his sister never stopped looking for mm-hmm. him he ran away when he was a teenager mm-hmm. and we asked him we're like where were you and he's like I was on the streets the whole time mm. he was so seriously, like, take a look around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we asked him, like, did you do any jobs? And he's like, yeah, I did. I worked for a few businesses mm-hmm. that didn't require, <coughs> they just paid me under mm-hmm. the table. Right. And so I'm saying, like, you know, as small businesses, there are things that we can do mm-hmm. to help the missing and also right. look out for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some people that don't want to be found mm-hmm. or they don't know how to be found again mm-hmm. they're they're right. embarrassed about go mm-hmm. uh, about coming home mm-hmm. and letting people know that they're safe because they did run away and mm-hmm. they didn't want to deal with what they were dealing with now but years come later mm-hmm. they're like okay i'm ready to come home i don't know how to come home right. though are they going to accept me right mm-hmm. right that's what um this boy's biggest fear was his name mm-hmm. was aubrey and mm-hmm. he came back um, so apparently he ended up making a social media under another name mm-hmm. and just had a few pictures, mm-hmm. but his sister was like determined, like every day she's always searching for him mm-hmm. and then looking on social media, seeing like doing reverse image searching to right. see if she can find anything that looks mm-hmm. like him. And she did, she found him. She's wow. like, well, he, he cut his hair. He looked mm-hmm. totally different because like he had a, you know, mm-hmm. mustache and but yeah, if you take his other on. pictures, you can make them look the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she contacted him and she's like, you look a lot like my brother. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is she doesn't want to scare him off either, right. mm-hmm. you know? And, um, she just kind of kept track of it. And finally he responded and he's like, yeah, it's me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm ready to come home. I just don't know how I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, because mom's obviously going to be so mad at me. Right. Here's the, here's the thing is your family, they love right. you. Mm-hmm. Like for the most part, I mean, right. mm-hmm. you, know, you have all your issues, but like people out there that they, they want, they would rather you come home mm-hmm. to them instead of in a box. Right. You know? Yeah, and, and because they need to know, are you even still alive? You know, and it's part of the grieving process mm-hmm. for them. Like, mm-hmm. 
they need to know like I mean I never stop looking for you I mean one mm -hmm. of the cases I, I I talked to um her sister's name is Andrea Knabel and I talked to Erin Knabel mm -hmm. and she's like I just I hope that, you know, she's still out there. She's very mm -hmm. trusting, though. Mm -hmm. She would have gone, like, hitchhiking with someone right. if if she would. Like, she's mm -hmm. very just open and friendly. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, she's gotten a lot of backlash because someone did a documentary um, and cut and paste a lot of things that mm -hmm. just, like, weren't true. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, we kind of set the facts a little straight mm -hmm. on that because she's like, that didn't help. That just right. made her seem like the, the bad way. person. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, it does. It makes her seem mm -hmm. like, you know, she did something bad and she was hiding mm -hmm. and she was mischievous. Yes. You know what? We all have our secrets. Mm -hmm. um, also, like one big thing about her is they're like, everyone's like, she was on meth. And she's like, no, she wasn't on meth. She... She had scars all over her face, mm. but that's because her and her sister both um, suffer from eczema on the oh, face. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, like, so people thought that she had meth or something because mm -hmm. she was, like, picking at her face. And she's like, let me just set this straight. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know that mm -hmm. she has been doing it. Maybe because, right. you know, but I don't think so. And I'm going to mm -hmm. tell you from a teenager, we've had to do this because mm -hmm. um, we just have eczema that mm -hmm. goes on our faces. So, like, yeah. And, I mean, another thing to think about is when these people are missing, if they are missing and trying to go missing, they will probably change their appearance in some way. Right. Because they They'll don't want to be hair. found. Right. And so that's why, it, I mean, it's it's hard to, like, sometimes, <coughs> some cases, if you see someone and you think it's that person, the best thing you can do is just, like, talk to them a little mm -hmm. bit like don't scare them off right like, just be like hey and let them mm -hmm. know that i'm your friend mm -hmm. and um i mean there we deal with we help out with programs and stuff like we have what's called first off it's the poster program which is exactly mm -hmm. what it sounds like you just post you can post your mm -hmm. posters of these missing people um in your business that helps mm -hmm. out a lot right. um i mean and then we go through volunteer groups where we'll post like photos and stuff just mm -hmm. up and down streets signs mm -hmm. um we also volunteer at like homeless shelters and stuff because you never know who's going to walk through those doors mm -hmm. you just you never know right um plus then you're helping you're helping mm -hmm. them as well right. mm -hmm. so but that's one thing that we always do um i mean another thing you can do if someone is like missing in your area let like volunteer mm -hmm. be like hey you can come and search my building because you right. never know what you're gonna find oh, yeah. if you you're in a find... big enough building there's a lot of hiding places right well that and then we can just that's just one extra place that we've eliminated mm -hmm. you know um we we end up finding someone um like it was here in well in my neighborhood ish but we were doing a search and come to find out that the guy ran um, mm -hmm. once he found out that we we were notified, hey, like some there's a missing child. I'm like, all mm -hmm. right, I'm going to go look and see if I can find mm -hmm. something. Um, the guy apparently hid her in a, and locked her in a shed that wasn't his. It was just mm -hmm. a random neighbor's. Right. Mm -hmm. She was there. Mm -hmm. No one knew that she was like in there. And then mm -hmm. he took off. We ended up catching him, mm -hmm. but we found her alive. Like, mm -hmm. so, um, I mean, and the first 48 hours are definitely crucial, but it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you can't find people two years mm -hmm. later. Right. Oh yeah. We, so. we, those are the stories we hear about in the media. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, yeah, we hear about all the ones that, mm -hmm. you know, they find years later or, you know, they're just hiding them somewhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, you never know. I mean, even if you're a landlord, if you give like the police permission to do a thorough search mm -hmm. and you know that someone might be missing in mm -hmm. that area, just like be like, hey, if you need it, you mm -hmm. have my permission. That right. helps out a lot, too. Right. You know, you know, and, and you're not in you're not invading the privacy of your tenants, whether it's, you know, residential or commercial, 
by allowing that, you know, you're, you're helping hopefully to find someone who is missing. Right. Right. And I mean, and if you are one of those businesses that is in that area, you can ask, I mean, they need permission from you as, Mm -hmm. as the landlord Mm -hmm. to be able to be like, Hey, is this all right? Can Mm -hmm. we do this? Like, um, yeah, that, I mean, that definitely Mm -hmm. helps out a lot. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, we also have something that's called like the safeguard briefing program. Mm. This actually deals like with a project deals with like kids and adults mm-hmm. um, for either functioning, like to seek improvement of the well-being. Mm-hmm. So there is, um, well, so like I said, like there are some people that are missing. They mm-hmm. just don't want to be found. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we help them out with that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if they need um, support and shelter, mm-hmm. some people don't want you to tell them, like tell media or the family, mm-hmm. hey, this is where I am, because mm-hmm. they're also in fear of their lives. Right. Of, yeah, they may something. have left an abusive situation or, you know, something along those lines. And and, and there is no way they're going back into that. Right. And they don't want their family to get hurt. Sometimes right. it's a fear of that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want my family to get hurt and I'm mm-hmm. leaving to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, people will come out and say that like, mm-hmm. Hey, like, yeah, okay. You found me. I don't want to be found. Right. Um, so we do have safeguarding mm-hmm. um, briefing programs mm-hmm. where we actually like advise, you know, the police and stuff like, Hey, mm-hmm. this person here is a missing person, mm-hmm. but they're okay. Right. And you can close that file or right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, and there are some times where people don't want to be found by their family, but their case is closed. Mm-hmm. And the police is as long as it's not a minor, they don't have to have to tell people right. like sometimes. Mm-hmm. So there is that. I mean, we try to, you know, get them down from from being so scared mm-hmm. and right. contacting hopefully mm-hmm. their family members mm-hmm. and stuff. But at least then we can like close that case and be like, okay, mm-hmm. yes, reported missing, right. but not actually missing. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, there are programs like that. And mm-hmm. actually there are like um, safe safeguarding is what we call mm-hmm. it, but we can actually brief to um, your business and your employees, if you see someone that you think might mm-hmm. be a missing person, on how to deal with them right. and how to go about that. Mm-hmm. Um, there actually have been a few missing people too that you know are with in businesses. And I had someone come up to me and he was like, What do I do? My employee who normally shows up to work every single day just stopped messaging. Like no text message isn't answering her phone. What do I right. do in this situation? Mm-hmm. Like, cause this isn't like her. Right. But I also don't you do a wellness like... check. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or you don't, thing. you, you know, right. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know what, even doing it just to make sure you mm-hmm. never know what someone is Right. I mean, or they might have fallen. Uh, you know, there's there's so many reasons so many. why those things happen. Um, you know, and, and I think the problem is we don't want to intrude. We don't yep. want to be wrong. Um, you know, and, and we certainly don't want to say, you know, hey, I'm not sure that child is supposed to be with those people. You know, because yeah. what if we are wrong? Well, what if we're right? I mean, that's that's right. the way to think about it is. You know, if you're wrong, then you apologize and you say, I am terribly sorry. You know, she told me in the bathroom that there was this situation or whatever. I mean, you you don't want to get her in trouble. But um, but yeah, I I would it, it, it. This is definitely where it is much better to err on the side of caution, you know, because you can always apologize. But, you know, just think if you could have helped Mm -hmm. and you didn't. And then you right. find out later, oh my gosh, you know, this, the, you know, this, this person I saw in the rest area, you know, on the highway, I could have helped, um, right? you know, and, and all of those things. But again, you know, so you have to apologize better I mean, than reading about something horrific later. Exactly. Like, I mean, I get it too. Like kids will scream and yell and. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mama beat me. Mama's beating me. Right. 
but it's always like or they're just like freaking out i don't want to go with you like whatever the case is it's always better to be safe and make sure that that person and Mm -hmm. you know what and if they're an understanding person they will understand like right oh i you know what yeah i am their mom but you know what i understand where you're coming Mm -hmm. from and thank you for being Mm -hmm. so concerned there might be some people Mm -hmm. that are snappy about it but like the more snappy they are the more then there might be an issue right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i feel like you know a lot of people, yeah, they do. They want to keep to themselves. They don't mm-hmm. want to. They don't want to. Don't want to judge. They don't Heaven want to forbid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I had um someone, um in his business, and he, so he ended up. He's like, it's been three days. What's? Do I like call her? Like, mm-hmm. what? What do you think's going on? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you've already called her. She's not. Mm-hmm nothing's happening there Mm -hmm. i'm like you call and do a well care check or Mm -hmm. you go to her house Mm -hmm. and you like and knock on her door right and he's like well i live you know they were out of state like i'm too far away Mm -hmm. well they were doing remote work so i get Mm -hmm. it like they're in a different state Mm -hmm. and i'm like well i'm like i will even call on your behalf if Mm -hmm. you want and he's like okay so i called Mm -hmm. on his behalf did a well care check on her Mm -hmm. and she was gone. Ooh. She is a missing person. Mm-hmm. Um, her we got in contact with her family. Her family mm-hmm. hasn't hadn't heard from her mm-hmm. in almost a week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, then we need to make a file. Yeah, it needs to be person. official now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because it had been three days from mm-hmm. work. They haven't talked to her in a week. Mm-hmm. It's not like her to miss work. Mm-hmm. And then he had like all this raging guilt. Like, well, what if I called the first day? Right. Mm-hmm. That, and I'm like, I'm like, you can't think like that. But mm-hmm. now you, now again, though, be extra cautious. Mm-hmm. If you have a worker that is normally, I mean, even if a worker, like, I mean, who knows? They might even be more, more, um, likely to answer your phone calls and more mm-hmm. likely to be there on time. If you're like, I'm going to, you know, call where for right. welfare yeah. check on I you. Need you don't to hear from me. you or else kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they might I mean, and then at the same time it shows that you mm-hmm. you care, but right. um because yeah, because now she's officially a missing person. She's mm-hmm. almost been missing for two months now. Yo, and, and he's like, yeah. she had one of their credit cards too, and it hadn't been mm-hmm. used. And I'm like, well, just um keep watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of deactivating it he's like i'm gonna see if anything comes mm-hmm. up right so, oh yeah mm-hmm. but we don't know there's right. there's nothing i mean yeah it's like, not like know. you went and there was blood and you know it was there was not an obvious reason for her to not be there her phone was there it which said now see and and of course that is anymore one of the biggest anyhow from my interpretation right, right you know my naivete here we don't go anywhere without our phones. And My so for someone to leave their phone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and it, it used to be, especially for women, was she, her purse is, is there or not there? Well, you know, everything is on my phone. I can pretty much be doing, you know, a, a great deal of what I need to do on my phone. I yeah. can have, you know, uh, ways of identification that are on my phone mm-hmm. so yeah just saying hey you know her purse is is there and of course you know you can easily just take a driver's license out and put it in your pocket um you know and, and so then your purse is still sitting on the counter but right. but yeah you know for someone to leave their phone anymore that is pretty much a really big red flag yep 100 percent. yeah i'm like i mean she did leave her purse and stuff too there it was all there Mm-hmm. nothing looked like it had been amiss her car was at her right. house she just like, literally disappeared like left like mm-hmm. poof gone she yeah. lived alone mm-hmm. so i was like you know the fact that you noticed that like i mean mm-hmm. and he came to me and he's like hey so what do i do mm-hmm. she's been missing for three days mm-hmm. i haven't heard from her that's unusual mm-hmm. you know if he and I'm not putting any blame on him, but if he contacted us the first right. day, we might have been able right. to find something mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, you know, and, and, you know, we, we all see that on TV, right? You know, the trail goes cold, um, you know, the longer you wait. And, and, but that comes back to, you don't want to intrude, you know, yeah. all of those things, but, you know, I think it's, it's so important to, to really talk, especially from a business perspective, because we do have so many people who are working remotely, you mm-hmm. know, that's just going to be a fact of life now. And, you know, clearly if they're not physically in the office, that's, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, right. for them to just not, and, you know, and, and so I think it is something that managers, coworkers need to be even more cognizant of. And, and let's be honest, you know, especially of women, you know, yes. I've, I've had coworkers before who I absolutely loved because they knew that I lived alone. And I mean, I remember one, one time he said, if you ever, if we ever go 24 hours without hearing from you, you can expect a knock on your door mm-hmm. and you can be as mad as you want to be. <laughs> but you know, this is, and of course he was an older gentleman and, and, you know, all of these things. And I just thought it was the sweetest thing in the world that, you know, that, that there was that level of caring, but you know, when we're home now working, it's, it is difficult to, um, you know, because it's pretty easy to go, Hey, she's not at her desk, but right. you know, and, and especially if you're not doing zooms, you know, and, and not, you know, if you just, you know, because not everybody is doing things like that every day. So it is kind right. of easy for there to be a longer period of time where you just don't have contact with them. Um, you know, and especially depending on what they're doing, maybe, you know, you're, you weren't expecting emails from them or something like that. But, you know, I think it's something that we just need to be more cognizant of. And then I think we also mm-hmm. need to be watching them, you know, say yeah. we are you know, watching them on Zoom and just in general, you know, we talked about this. Um, I had a guest on, we talked about it when COVID was really at its peak and we were all locked in our houses and it was horrible <laughs> and awful. And, you know, we all started out being very professional on camera, right? You know, and, and then it kind of went downhill from there. And, and it was one of those things where people were really telling managers, owners, pay attention. You know, are they, were they normally this person who, you know, never did their Zoom without, you know, a nice shirt on, hair combed, all of that. Now, all of a sudden they're not. Is there something that, because there were so many mental health issues that went along with being shut in your house. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you never know what you can pick up, you know, and, and it could be that there's somebody there and, you know, and, and we've, we've got this little tiny window. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, what's, what's going on. And, and again, yeah, you might be intruding, but it's better to be safe and you might not be able to come Mm -hmm. out and say, Hey, are you okay? Is there somebody there with you? Right. Because that might actually put them in danger, but you know, there, there are certainly ways where you can think, Hey, there's, there's something going on. Yeah, definitely. There are, you know, there are signs that you can that you can definitely pick mm-hmm. up especially if you do zoom then you can mm-hmm. see features and you can tell most of the time if they're talking mm-hmm. to someone next to right. them yeah are they kind of you know looking off screen and, and things right. like that um and just right. you know don't be afraid to ask um it's again you know you can apologize later um i was it, it's funny we're having work done here at the house and so i was thinking about a time when we were working on our house back in colorado and I managed to use one of the little fancy pieces of equipment yeah. and, 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 you know, and, and it was one of these things where my husband, I mean, I remember him looking at me saying, don't do that. <laughs> and, and as he's saying that this handle pops and catches me right across the face. Oh gosh. Of course, broke my nose slicker than anything. It was the, it was the funny, it sounded like a tin can. Right. Um, and so, you know, we go off to the, the emergency clinic and, but it looked exactly like somebody had hit me with a baseball bat because it was this diagonal that started above one eye, got my, my nose. And then of course went down my cheek and, and I bruised exactly like that. I mean, it, it just mm-hmm. looked like that. And I must've had at least four people who came into the exam room. Now tell us how you did this. Did it to myself. Um, and, and part of me was thinking, well, my husband's sitting here. And, and of course I knew what they were doing. They were doing basically a welfare check, you know, had he hit you in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I was, I was thinking, but he's in the room, but of course they were also watching. Okay. Did I, did he answer the questions? 
Did I look to him to see if I answered the right way? All of these various things. I mean, you know, it wasn't just that they were coming in and talking to me. They were picking up on, on all of these other things. And I remember hearing one of them go out in the hall and say, no, it's okay. She did do this to herself. And I thought, you know, but, but it was, it, it was an annoyance that they kept asking me that, but I knew they were asking out of concern. And, you know, and, and so, and oh, I had, I had the prettiest bruise. It was pretty funny, but, but yeah, you know, they, they were concerned and I, you know, it's, it is those things where if we think there is something going on, then ask, Um, you know, it is perfectly fine again to say, oh my gosh, I'm really sorry. Um, But, you know, I was also wondering about child trafficking. And again, this is something so far out of my realm of knowledge that it, it, for one thing, I just don't, I just don't understand it, you know, and, and which is probably not a bad thing because that means I've never really been around it, but what are things that we should look for? I mean, you know, like we see signs in say the bathrooms at, you know, I'm, I'm not that far from Hartsfield Jackson airport. Um, And so, you know, there's always signs in the airport there that are, you know, if, if you see this, all these things, what are signs and, and things that, that we should be looking for? Because especially as business people, we're going to be in a lot of different places. So, you know, what are things that we should look for that might kind of set off our, our spidey senses? Yeah. I mean, and not even kids, but I mean, adults get mm-hmm. um, sex trafficked right, a lot right. through the airport, a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but with kids, um, you know, they're, some are flat out crying. Mm-hmm. And they'll still hold that person's hand because they think they're going to find their mom or dad. Right. Um, or they think that I can't say anything. I don't know what's going to happen right. or. And uh, they've been told who knows what by the person, you know, your parents are dead. Your parents gave us, you know, gave you to us all those various or things. Or they're like, oh, well, we're just, we're going to go find them. Yeah. Or, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to take you to them. They mm-hmm. told me to hold mm-hmm. your hand. So a kid crying, I mean, it could be simply they're tired and ornery. And And we can kind of pick up on some of those things. Right, right. Um, But another thing is like, if they just like randomly like pick them up and they're Mm -hmm. like running away and they just like pick them up and hold them Mm -hmm. really close, like Mm -hmm. they are death gripping them. Mm -hmm. That is something too. I mean, most of the time parents are going to be a little gentler right their kids most of the time mm-hmm. i mean it also depends but mm-hmm. um i've actually seen you know one girl was telling me this man just threw her across her shoulders so that she couldn't do anything mm-hmm. like that is a telltale sign especially for an adult like hey yeah no you don't right no do you don't treat somebody like that mm-hmm. yeah um and for for little kids I mean, if you go up to them and you ask them like, hey, you know, is this person your mom or dad? Mm -hmm. And if they, they say no, that's a big sign. Sometimes, sometimes they say no, it's my aunt, you know, but if they're just no. But they don't know, you know, or like who is this They don't know what to to say they are. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they don't know who this person is, mm-hmm. if you go, hey, so who is this? Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't flat out say, oh, this is my uncle, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Right. Like, because if they don't know, they'll, mm-hmm. most of the time they'll stammer. They'll just like mm-hmm. look and be like, uh, and then the other person right. will answer They're going to say, them. I'm so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that can be, you know, a shy kid too, but it's mm-hmm. always better to know. Um mm-hmm. So my son, was, another thing too, if your child is under the age of two, they have to have a birth certificate. Hmm. Um, I know this because my ex tried to take my son mm-hmm. and take him to California without mm-hmm. my knowledge. And um, they said, no, like, dude, you don't have a birth certificate. Mm-hmm. You're not even right. on the birth you, certificate. You don't so have permission. You don't have permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they're under the age of two, at least here in the United States, they have to have a birth certificate. Mm-hmm. So um, that's always that's always good. But I mean, after that point, after the checkpoint mm-hmm. of, you know, going through security, then be aware because they could mm-hmm. just 
grab them and mm-hmm. take them on a different flight. That is definitely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but always like I always people watch though. Like you can see. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, because there are instances where we've heard that like mom looks away for a second, has baby in the baby carrier, and someone comes and picks them up and walks off. Right. Mm-hmm. So there are instances instances like that, mm-hmm. and um, so just like always keep your eye out Mm -hmm. for people like just watch Mm -hmm. I mean people watch if you know a kid is acting like they don't belong Mm -hmm. with that person and they are acting standoffish Mm -hmm. then you know it doesn't hurt to ask or go up to someone and be like hey that doesn't look right Mm -hmm. so um I even I even did it it was a year or two ago when there was this young girl hanging out with this guy like she was probably 14 or 15 Mm -hmm. and he was probably 25 26 Mm -hmm. yeah that's a red flag it was definitely Mm -hmm. was um so i went ahead and was like hey uh that doesn't look right Mm -hmm. i'm just concerned about it like Mm -hmm. oh do you know anything do you know her and i'm like no but it just Mm -hmm they were by themselves holding hands mm-hmm. and I was like, they just looked into age difference mm-hmm. and who knows it could be just fine. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like my, I mean, you saw um, my sister's husband is very young looking because mm-hmm. he had cancer when he was young. Mm-hmm. So it could have been something like that, right. but mm-hmm. it's always better to be safe. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, and, and again, we can always apologize but you know it's it's one of those things and it, like you said you know we need to be alert but of course the the bad you know, say at a park you know or the airport or something the people who are the sexual predators the predators in general you know all of those they look like everybody else i mean you yep. know it's not like they've got the red flag saying hey i'm a pervert right you know and and so that's the hard part but I'm, I'm assuming there are behaviors, you know, that, that you kind of watch, you know, like, is there, um, a, a, you know, somebody who's continually around the playground and clearly doesn't have kids, yeah. um, you know, things like that. I mean, there's just things that, you know, and, and I mean, I joke about Spidey sense, but I think we have that, you know, yeah. we, you know, whether it's that we watch too much CSI and all of those various things, but, you know, I think we do recognize in many cases that doesn't feel right and you know we need to go with that that instinct yeah definitely (coughs) well and you know what most of the time they are the most normal looking people it's not the people Mm -hmm. that that look scary it's normally not those people scary are usually the nice ones (laughs) right (laughs) right it's normally you know ted bundy here Mm -hmm. you know right i know yeah i mean you when you look at Thanks yeah. for the Ted talk. Yeah. You know, on. you, you look at those and, and yeah, I mean, it's a lot of times it's the, the, you know, the most handsome or, you know, with women, it is, you know, they just look like every other mom that's there. That's another thing is mm-hmm. that, um, these sexual predators will have women, mm-hmm. they like have brainwashed them or, right. you know, taken them and then they get other women to befriend mm-hmm. them or children because mm-hmm. children are more likely to right. trust them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and another thing though, they, they hang around a lot of times they'll hang around a single mom with kids. If right. they're going to take a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, um, she's got four that she's, she's got to pay attention to. Exactly. She might not even notice that she's only got three. Exactly. And then they hang around a lot of times they hang around the bathrooms too. And they'll just mm-hmm. grab one like as mm-hmm. they come out. Yeah. Bathrooms so. are always tricky places, um, especially in big public places because, you know, it, you go in different stalls and so somebody yeah. might come out early, you know, and then you have the really tricky thing of, you know, say you have, you know, dad who's really dad and he's got his young daughter there. Well, you know, he's not going to take her into the men's room, right? you know, depending on the age of a, a young boy, mom might not be able to take him into the, the, the ladies room. Um, you know, the nice thing is we do have, you know, family restrooms and, and things like that, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, there are times where there are children that are in there in a completely innocent way, but they're by themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
and someone will just take them like say Mm -hmm. mom or dad's not done yet but the kid is and Mm -hmm. they'll come out first and Mm -hmm. someone will just grab Mm -hmm. them and especially in an airport they're just Mm -hmm. they're gone yeah i mean i've i've done things where you're like in a restroom usually you know where you see the child by themselves you know sink or whatever Mm -hmm. i'll just stay and, you know, and I don't even, I can be fussing with my hair. I can wash my hands 900 times. I mean, all these things until it's clear that, you know, mom was in the stall and, and there she is, or, you know, and then if they're in there long enough, it's like, you know, are you in here by yourself? Where's, where's your mom? Um, you know, and, and of course the scary part is we don't want to, you, you have to be very cautious because you don't want to like take, grab the child and say, I'm going to, because then the child's going right. to scream and, you know, all of those things. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, sometimes it's, it is just a matter of just watching, you know, okay. Then when mom comes out of the stall, I dry my hands and away I go. And I never said anything. I never, but, but right. I was also going to make sure that it didn't seem like somebody was going to come and grab that child. Right. Cause yeah, you just, you never know. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and again, it never, ever hurts to ask, um, you know, and, and, and then you kind of go from there. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, what are some other tips and, and things that you have for people, especially for businesses? What can we be looking for or doing? Um, you know, I'm, I'm of the generation where we had the milk cartons, the half gallon <laughs> milk cartons, right? Have yeah. you seen this child? Um, but you talked about posters, you know, what are some other things that businesses can be doing? So some businesses we actually, um, you're more than welcome to like donate and everything. And I'll put this on my website, but we had, um, a juice company actually end up putting out 50,000 missing person posters. Wow. Um, just on, just on their juices. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know what? They're already doing that. Like Mm -hmm. you're already selling it. Mm-hmm. Might as well get a little extra exposure mm-hmm. out there. Um, we've also had some companies like a shirt printer company print mm-hmm. out just some shirts and then they mm-hmm. wear them out like in public. Mm-hmm. Like there was actually one girl that was found because um, a group of employees, I think there were 17 of them mm-hmm. all wore this one wow. shirt to mm-hmm. find this missing mm-hmm. girl that went in missing in that area. Mm-hmm. And then that from that, they said that they saw that and then they recognized her and mm-hmm. they actually called on it. Mm-hmm. So having like shirts, I mean, mm-hmm. even you could donate that or like your product, like you can put stuff on that um, mm-hmm. posters, just, uh, you know, in your business, mm-hmm. you can share on social media. That doesn't cost, mm-hmm. you know, anything right. to do. Yeah. Um, You can, you know, um, there's just like lots of things you can make a whole poster and put them up in your area. Mm-hmm. We actually have a few companies that I've talked to. They actually will accredit their employees for some time um, mm-hmm. as paid time um, if they go and like post posters mm-hmm. or do any type of volunteer work or right. something like that. They will actually pay them mm-hmm. out for like, I think it's like mm-hmm. 10 hours worth. So right. instead of, you know, going to work, you mm-hmm. can do something mm-hmm. Um, helpful and still well, get paid. They're, like they're probably your... doing other volunteer things too. And so, right. you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and one of the things you mentioned is help look. I mean, you know, if you know that you have someone missing in your area, you know, okay, employees, we're going to take everybody out of the office for two hours and, and we're going to, you know, we're going to go help the, you know, the, the, the local police department search, um, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, you know, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you don't want to just go off willy nilly, um, you know, you, because you might actually be causing issues, but you know, if there's an active search going on, go in and say, mm-hmm. okay, what can we do? I've got 20 yeah. people. What can we do? Right. Well, we had a local, um, it's called Gracie's Gracie's dog training mm-hmm. that actually, um, that it's not cadaver dogs, but they just, they track on scent uh-huh. right. and they actually went ahead and donated their services. Like mm-hmm. you can donate your services mm-hmm. to have these dogs be able to track mm-hmm. scents of mm-hmm. humans and then, um, you know, just go out and go out in searches. Mm-hmm. So like they went ahead and donated their service of training these dogs for, um, I mean, even just locally, mm-hmm. they did 
locally and police mm-hmm. dogs to train um to track scent mm-hmm. so then i mean i mean on one of these cases it just led us all the way up to the road but again mm-hmm. like they just took that was time. more than you knew before right mm-hmm. right and training these dogs to hunt for a scent of a person mm-hmm. Um, so they did the dog training, mm-hmm. you know, they boarded them and did mm-hmm. all the dog training. That was hours of their time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's something that helps out right. the whole community mm-hmm. here. So, right. um, my dog is one of those dogs. So mm-hmm. we'll take her and go mm-hmm. tracking, mm-hmm. um, for, you know, if we have a missing person that's mm-hmm. locally, we'll go ahead mm-hmm. and see if we can track and find that person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's another thing you can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, and obviously there's financial things. You know, if there's right. a reward offered, increase it. Right. Um, you know, and yeah, and, you can help put towards yeah. that reward. Mm-hmm. Or, um, I mean, right now all my donations are going towards Andrea with Aaron. Um, mm-hmm. we're focusing on her. Mm-hmm. Um to try to help bring her home so Mm -hmm. a lot of it has gone towards we've done a ton of Mm -hmm. posters we laminated them so then they're weatherproof Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that helps out too we've done like tons (coughs) of shirts Mm -hmm. um you know paid for Mm -hmm. just help help people going out Mm -hmm. and searching for her so right there's all sorts of things you can do well and again you know there's there's the the stories that are in the media you know that that are making yep so Maybe, you know, call your local police station and say, what can we do to help those that aren't in the media? You know, what, what can we do? Um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and just see from them or, or, you know, just let them know, right. Hey, you know, we're a resource when, when you need us, we are here. Um, you know, and, and especially as a business, you know, you've got a bunch of employees, you might have two employees, whatever. Um, you know, what can you do to be helping out? Right. Yeah. I mean, because again, there is six hundred thousand people that go mm-hmm. missing in the un- just in the United right. States alone. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, more it's than insane. half a million. I mean, that's that's a big number. Um, you know, and as we said, some of those are by choice, but many of them are not by choice or felt that they had no choice. Right. Right. Exactly. So, and the thing is, is it might be someone might be in the situation that you know mm-hmm. they might be in a abusive mm-hmm. or relationship or mm-hmm. like how i was i was sex trafficked mm-hmm. it took me a long time to come to terms with that right. but that's what i was mm-hmm. so um it might be someone that you know it might be someone close to you um right. and even letting people know hey not just but well if you need anything i'm here for you like that's great that's too generic you know, mm-hmm. that's too generic but mm-hmm. being like Hey, if you ever need a place to stay mm-hmm. for a week or so, you're mm-hmm. more than welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, hey, I'm mm-hmm. here for you. Mm-hmm. Just if you need to talk, right. man, like mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. So and and again, folks, you're not intruding. You're caring. Exactly. Um, There's a yeah. difference. Mm-hmm. And I right. don't think people see that a lot. Right. They they mm-hmm. think it as, oh, I'm intruding in their mm-hmm. own space. I'm mm-hmm. No, you're just showing that, hey, I'm the person that that cares. And mm-hmm. if you need to, you can always right. reach out. Right. Well, speaking of reaching out, because we're almost at the top of the hour, how do people find you and connect with you? Yeah. Um, so you can find me on my website, crimetheoriespodcast.com. Um, you can email me directly, um, crimetheoriespodcast at gmail.com. Um, I'm on all the socials. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all of that. Um, and, and yeah, so, I mean, I'm on all the socials, my website, email. Yeah. Feel free to reach out Mm -hmm. more than, more than happy to, to help out in any way I can. So, you know, and, and again, whether, you know, you might actually need the help or you might be wanting to help, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. there's, there's both of those. Well, you know, it's been a very serious topic today, um, you know, and, and but like I said at the start, this is something I think we all need to know more about and get more involved with, um, you know, and, and so this is has been a, a, a fascinating discussion. Adrian, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? 
Yeah, just, you know what? It only takes a minute for someone to go missing. And it only takes a minute to share that someone's gone missing and to help find them. I love it. Well, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having an incredibly interesting discussion with Adrian Barrett. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network.